And we are back on the KY Med Morning Show. Joining us now in our studios is uh, Representative Christy Purcell from District 58A. Good morning, Representative Purcell. Good morning, Purcell. Jeff. Uh, you got your first week uh, in the, uh, the House of Representatives under the way and... I did not fail to say uh, 58A. I got, got that. It. So I'm feeling kind of proud of both of you us. You should. Right yes. <laughs> I'm very proud of both of us. Now, let's talk about that. Uh, we, we had you in last week to give kind of a preview. Mm-hmm. Uh, just first of all, in general, that first week, what's it like, uh, you know, coming in there? I'm sure there's a lot of things coming at you from every angle. Yes. Well, um, I have to say mostly it was just really lovely to see my colleagues and uh especially like the republicans who i work with a lot and i haven't seen um it was it was really nice to just sort of reconnect with people um we have a brand new member of the minnesota house and so making sure that um bianca vernig was feeling supported and welcomed we gave her a we gave her a standing ovation to welcome her into the house. So she won a special election mm-hmm. in Dakota County. And so, um, yeah, it was a little bit of just like remembering how to do the things and you where know, everything's the, at. The, yes, exactly. The chairs remembering how to run a meeting. And, um, I presented my first bill on Wednesday. And then one big difference is that there's construction has started on the, um, on the new building portion of portion of the state office building, which is next to where my office is. So after this session, we will all have to vacate and they'll completely gut our building is the second part of it. Mm-hmm. So there's no tunnel to get from our office to the Capitol. So I had two of my four committees that met in the Capitol. But because accessibility is a challenge, now they meet in this basement room and um, I think during the very first uh, education finance committee meeting, the entire room was shaking like they were doing they're doing the construction right next door. Oh, boy. And so there's just, sort of, you know, this like low level din and um, the light fixtures were vibrating. And um, so that was something new and different for for us. And I think probably the new normal all of. All of session. You got used to that. Yep. You have to do mm-hmm. it pretty quick. Let's talk about what, what went on in that, those committee meetings. Yes. Uh, anything uh, big and kind of newsworthy or anything that you're going to be watching that's going to be taking uh, much of the session? Um, so the committees that I serve on are Environment and Natural Resources, Elections, Education Finance, and Agriculture. So uh, only Education Finance... Did we meet twice? All the other committees, we just had our first meeting. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Of Are they pretty much organizational meetings at that point, the first one? So in Ed Finance, we had the Department of Education present over both the days about all of the all of the things they're implementing that we passed last time. Okay. Um, similar in the Ag Committee. In uh, elections, I presented the very first bill, uh, 8.30 Wednesday morning. I had to remember how to how to present a bill, so we just kind of jumped right into it. Um, elections committee only meets once a week, and so time is of the essence. So uh, we leapt right into we leapt right into that. And then let me think. Uh, in oh, in environment, we presented bills right away too. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of a combination, depending on I guess the. Um, the chair's preference if they wanted to do kind of more of a review or if they had to just 
jump right into business. Was there much action on the uh, House floor uh, this week? So we went to the House floor every day this week. Not today, because today we're all back in district. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, largely paper-moving sessions to sort of get things in order. Because um, when... When things are ready from a committee, then they can they can come to the House floor and go to the general register. But mostly it was like bill introductions. So um, bills that will be heard in committee have to first be introduced on the floor. Once again, we're talking with uh, Christy Purcell from District 58A. Uh, yesterday we had in... Uh Chief Mark Elliott from the Northfield Police Department and talked about SROs, mm-hmm. which is uh, school the, resource officers, yeah, police officers in the uh, schoolroom, and that's a common practice throughout the uh, state. Uh, last legislative session, they changed some of the guidelines or rules or laws, I guess, uh, concerning what they uh, what they can do and what they cannot do, mm-hmm. and basically what they did was kind of put them in uh, the employee status as uh, school employees, so they're kind of like a, a teacher or anybody else would be, uh, which kind of strips them of some of the tools that they use uh, for uh, law enforcement and peacekeeping. Uh, the chief said there's, there are people actively trying to, to work on this, writing up some bills and such. What are your thoughts on that, and what have you seen so far from the House? Yes. So... Um just what I, I listened to that. That was a great interview that, that the chief did with you. Um, one, one thing to correct for the record. I'm not, sh- I, I couldn't tell you where things are in the Senate, but in the House, um, the very first day of session, um, this was heard in the Education Policy Committee because that's the place where this originated in. Um, and then it moved to and was heard in, uh, public safety later. Uh, in the week. So it is moving in the House. I don't know where it is in the Senate. He said that it, it hadn't moved in the Senate. And I couldn't tell you we work uh, 50 yards from each other. And it's like a totally different world over in that chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, uh, this change was included in our education finance omnibus bill, of which I sit on the committee. And uh, this was a discussion. It, it actually wasn't a discussion when we when we passed this, and only did it come up at the very end of August. You know, right before school was starting. And basically, the change, to my understanding, um, is in 2015 there was a change to how um, how officers would interact with uh, special education students, so students who had IEPs. And this change was implemented for those students. And so this was sort of carried over and applied to all the students. Now, the um, the interpretation certainly needs some clarification because some school districts hire the um, hire the SRO directly. Some contract with the police department. So that gray area of like, are they a school employee or are they not a school employee? Um certainly needs clarification because every school district does it differently. And um, there are school districts who do not have SROs. And um, that's a decision that each district has made independently. So um, here in Northfield, our SROs uh, remain. They 
they did not leave after the attorney general's opinion. Um, also, something that was confusing was after this was passed, Keith Ellison said, you know, here's how I interpret the law. And then a county attorney chimed in and said, I interpret it differently. And of course, um, when you hear the words prone restraint, I don't know, for me anyway, I have a visual of um, George Floyd on the street not being able to breathe. And so um, different communities have kind of different reactions to this. And so we are, the bill that's been moving through clarifies language about how SROs can and cannot interact. Um, it does not take away the prone restraint as a tool for like, you know, initially um, if a student is of danger to themselves or others, but they can't stay in the prone restraint as we saw the last, whatever it was, four minutes of George Floyd's life. Uh, once again, uh, Representative Christy Purcell is uh, talking with us. Um, have you heard any testimony yet? Are you expecting, I don't know, from your committee, you're not in the policy committee, right. you're in the finance committee? Yep, so okay. this won't go to education <clears throat> finance. Have you talked to anyone or have you followed that uh, to see if you know who they're hearing from? What, what are they listening to, uh, both law enforcement uh, and school officials, mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. as anyone else who might be involved, any people who have children in yes. the school district, yes. which encompasses a good part of the state right there. Yes. So I have not, because it's not on the, the two committees that it's been through so far, I have, I don't serve on those education policy and then public safety. Um, I know there's been extensive testimony and um, since this issue was brought up right at the beginning of the school year, there have been folks, uh, the, the chief author of the fix bill representative Cedric Frazier, um, who, has worked in educational settings. He's a lawyer. He's a man of color. Um, where he has come down on this, I I respect deeply the amount of work that they have been doing in the interim, talking with uh, administrators, talking with police, and talking with students. And that was similar of the the folks who came to testify, um, so I'm told, I have not had a chance to sit and watch on YouTube. You can watch these videos, but I have not had had time to do that. But um, to be able to watch the testimony, and it's very emotional. And, you know, Hennepin County, uh, Anoka Hennepin, there are school districts who have decided not to have SRO officers. This is not that conversation. That has happened on a school district level, and... This is not that. This is trying to clarify the language around if you do have school resource officers, how does that work? You know, are they um, are they the disciplinarians for classroom bad behavior? Are they, um, uh, you know, trying to keep the community of the school safe? So just like better defining what their role is. And I think that is is much needed and May I originally the plan was that that was going to go to the House floor on Monday. Mm-hmm. So we we don't uh, have off on Monday where a lot of other folks do. And um, to my understanding, it it will come to the floor Monday. Oh, really? For a vote? For a vote? Oh boy, and, that's quick. You know, those decisions get made uh, at a higher pay grade than me. So that was that's my understanding is that we we're trying to move it through those committees quickly, and then be able to to have the discussion, uh, you know, with everyone on the mm-hmm. house floor. 
Uh, once again, State Representative Christy Purcell is uh, with us. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080 KYMN Northfield. Uh, second week, give us a, a quick preview of uh, what's coming up next week, along with that uh, the bill you just mentioned. Yes, so um, I think next week will be a little more of a kind of just like getting back into the swing of things. So um, Tuesday this past week, we had... Uh, a training or a, I don't know what we like a, a little mini conference for just the morning and a couple hours into the afternoon focusing on child development and early learning um, senators representatives Republicans Democrats experts in the field um, we did that for Tuesday so there were there was an evening committee meeting but kind of committee as per usual didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So next week will be sort of the typical schedule of committees, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and I know I have a couple of bills up ooh, in the environment committee. Uh, I haven't really dug real deep into those because, um, the, the bill I presented this last Wednesday in elections, um, was on college voting and, um, modifying a bill that we passed last year where a, a reservation, a Native American reservation, could request early voting on the res from the local county election officials, and we're extending that to college campuses. But trying to figure out, you know, well, does it make sense if the college campus has 50 students? Is that a good use of county resources? Or should there be a threshold? We put a threshold in of 1,500 students. But then I got an argument, uh, I think, that makes a good point from my Republican colleagues saying, well, it's maybe the smaller schools that would be more conservative. Are you, you know, trying to exclude the the smaller campuses? And that's absolutely not the case. And so that's still being worked on, and it will go through a couple of committees in the Senate. So... Um, Remembering how to present a bill was part of this week, and then I think I have two bills that I'll be pre presenting next week. Gosh, when I say that, um, we're moving pretty quickly, so trying to trying to get the ball rolling um, because session is so short. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. We certainly appreciate it, and we'll talk to you again next week. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much, Jeff. Mm -hmm. That is uh, Christy Purcell, our state representative for District 58A.